From the creators of Travel and Report blog, Podróżnicy, this is Spotlight. Hello, I'm Jakub Gornicki and this is Spotlight Podcast where we discuss issues and things connected to society and technology. This is the third episode which I am recording in Kiev. Couple weeks back, I noticed on my Facebook pictures from the opening of a place called Media Hub. As it turns out, this is a joint venture for various independent media and NGOs from Ukraine, from Kiev, based there at least. And they want to inspire other people to create their own media projects, our projects, and just everything which is circling around media. Because independent voice is very important these days in Ukraine after last year's revolution. So as soon as I learned that I'm going to give, I just had to come to this place and make this episode. So let's learn what are their plans, what do they want to do, what is Media Hub going to be. So we are sitting in this great venue, which just opened recently, and we are in Kiev in Ukraine, and I am sitting here with Ina Borziwo. Yes. Correct. Correct. From Center UA. Ina, welcome. Welcome to Ukraine. Thank you. Before we begin, could you say a couple words what the Center UA does? Center UA is an NGO, Ukrainian one. We are quite young, five years old, but already have great achievements to share Actually, the first project was a new citizen. It's like a platform of different NGOs in the Ukraine. But then our flagman was the Chesna civil movement, mm-hmm. which can be translated like honestly. This is a watchdog initiative, according, and we are making personal monitoring of MPs. And uh, during Euromaidan, we were active like an editor's team of Facebook Euromaidan page. And after that, a reanimation package of reforms, which is the youngest initiative of different experts and activists in Ukraine. We are also the coordinators and the one of co-initiators of this one. So we are very good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can imagine. And I, I see this in action. So we are sitting in, well, currently there is nobody, but uh, you opened Media Hub, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I think two weeks ago. And Something about because that. we've just came down from the floor number 13th to this one or zero. First. First. For the, for, to the first floor and I saw that you well there is a lot of NGOs and media outlets uh, sh- co-sharing the office space with you absolutely and how did you came to creating this media hub this was an idea during Yanukovych period in fact uh, Ukrainska Pravda which is the best Ukrainian online media independent one which is like the prototype of public broadcasting in Ukraine online television and we like a flagman among NGOs we were always partners and friends and during Yanukovych period we were dreaming about our own space like a one office for everybody and uh, to make this space open for different people from abroad from different journalists and activists just to give them opportunity to come to us and to work 
this was the idea. But then the revolution started <laughs> and changed everything. And uh, the idea of HUB was born in 2013. And that time we dreamed about the school for journalists. The name was Follow UP. Uh, follow, follow up, you follow know, like up, follow okay. up, but this UP means Ukraine, uh, Ukrainska Pravda, Ukrainian okay. truth. I see that, I see. Yes, so it's the play of words. And we dreamt to teach young journalists to become really independent and to be like very professional one mm -hmm. in Ukraine. But then the concept changed again, <laughs> again once more. And uh, now we are dreaming to make this uh, media hub like a stage for interesting debates in society and the place where art people, journalists, activists can work together to reinvent our country, to work on some reforms and ideas. So it's not only media understood as journalists, uh, strictly Absolutely. speaking. Okay. Media is mm. like, because uh, we initiators are like media. Century is civil media and our partners are professional journalists. Who are the partners? Ukrainska Pravda and Hromadske Telebacine. Okay, then they're above us. And yes, yes, okay. we are all sitting on the 13th floor. <laughs> yeah, so initially, w what is happening currently here? Currently, hmm. It's interesting because you may see that our walls are just white. Well, I see, I see <laughs> some pictures. Some pictures because it's the first exhibition okay. we have now. But this is a startup mm -hmm. during hard crisis time with zero budget. So now we are trying to collect money and to buy furniture here and to make this place really technically user-friendly, if we can say, and comfortable to work here. So it's a slow launch, we, we, we may call like this. Uh, we uh, had the official party and presentation. Yeah, that's what I saw on Facebook and it looked very impressive. Absolutely, because there was a lot of people and no furniture. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and we, have some, we had some uh, nice music. Mm. But it was almost for free for us because the musicians were our friends, the catering was our friends and so on and so forth. And do you pay anything for the space here? Yes, this is uh, we rent, we rent this uh, space, but the price is like very friendly and very low. It's not uh, the market price for us. Okay. And you have the free funding partners and you both share kind of media experience. Can you tell me a little bit more about your civic media background? Talking about mm. my NGO, Center mm. yeah, we are helping some independent journalists which are united into Stop Censorship movement to coordinate their actions and to advocate for freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. This is our background. Another background, together with partners from civil society, we advocated for the law on public access to information in Ukraine, which is very progressive comparing to European countries. And this law, uh, that law was adopted. So we have a huge background when we're talking about legislative in this area. And also uh, a lot of my colleagues, they are like bloggers and professional journalists. And this is our closest friends. Okay. It's like that. Great. Do you have any role models when it comes to other spaces like this around the world in terms of their, their accomplishments 
of because always bringing people together creates something whether you want it or not so that's definitely an assumption here which i see and it's very powerful what was very interesting for me is that this is very media centric i see that there's a lot of things happening in ukraine right now around media there's we on the way here we discussed that there's Lviv media forum mm-hmm. why is it like this i think it's because the specific political situation in Ukraine. Because in fact, during this revolution, journalists and activists from civil society were like the main actors in all these events. And that's why NGO and media in Ukraine are very powerful. We hope so. But at the same time, the national TV channels and the main papers and magazines, they are owned by oligarchs and they are closed for everybody else. That's why we inspire, and in this place in particular, we are inspiring young people to launch their own media, online media, blog, broadcasting, public broadcasting, podcasts, and so on. Podcast, yes. Yes. Like this one. Do you have any podcasters in Ukraine? I think yes, but I'm not really the fan of it. I just have no time. Okay, well, you should try Sorry. it. Sorry. No, no, that's fine, that's fine. You should try it. It's very addictive, you know. There are people I will listen who, to your podcast. Well, now. thank you. Well, you definitely do this one. <laughs> uh, yes, but you know, when it, with podcasting it's like I'm, I'm also a victim of it. You you don't listen to them and then suddenly you start to and then it's easy to do when you are on the metro or in, or, or on a bus or anything like this. There's definitely a lot of power here. Um so if you ever will have a session here in Media Hub about podcasting, I'll definitely try to attend. <laughs> let's let's go into a future, let's say two, three years from now. What would be your dream come true when it comes to things born here in the Media Hub? I hope in two or three years we have another another better Ukraine in general. Okay. And then we'll find another challenges for us to fight. Yeah, but you know, um, media thing is, um, I mean media thing, journalism is undergoing, at least for example in Poland, is, uh, I would say it's in a very bad shape right now. You know, the access to proper education for journalists is very limited or inexisting. There is less and less good examples. Um, it becomes, at least in Polish um, environment, more about show, more about entertainment, and the news, fact-checking, are plan B or C, and mm-hmm. investigative reporting, well, I haven't read anything good for a while now. And I know that for, for that there's many reasons towards it. You know, one is that it's very expensive and so on. But the other thing is that, you know, media outlets, they focus a lot about making money and less and less on mission. What is the situation here? I mean, you said that the media are owned by the oligarchs. So Absolutely. That's the main issue. We have no independent media at all. That's why the main issue for us, like advocacy actors, is to advocate for this public broadcasting at least and to advocate for transparency database of owners all these TV channels, newspapers, and so on. And of course, the low quality of education, which you mentioned already, is we have it in Ukraine also. That's why in this Media Hub, we are planning to launch this school for journalists from the, our colleagues from Ukrainska Pravda, because they are the best. And Hromatska is the best and the pioneers in online TV. Yeah, that's a good example. I mean, they're Absolutely. a huge success. Yes, absolutely. And actually, Hromatska, they uh, started to work, I think, two weeks before Euromaidan. And this revolution was a huge push for them. 
because I want to remind you that during first month, when we had blood and, and all these things, mm -hmm. our TV channels, they showed absolutely another reality. Everything was under control. Everything was good. And only Ramatska had uh, stream, streams, online streaming from different places. I remember places. because I was, I was watching it all the and time. And that was almost the only place to, to get the information about the situation. And uh, we had our Facebook page also about Euromaidan. It was also like an... The English one, yes. Ups, uh, English one, not really. It mm -hmm. was in Ukrainian because we had no human resources to okay. translate every post. But we tried to translate the most important information also as a volunteers for free. Yeah, I remember because uh, when we met last time, you were show showcasing those pages and so on. That was kind of <laughs> like, you know, being a journalist, uh, reporting and providing on, on other services. And it was, uh, the page was followed by men and considered one of the only few credible sources during that time. We were actually newsmakers uh, in a lot of situations because we uh, had our reporter, uh, journalists and activists all over Ukraine and we got information from that. From them. Okay. Do you think that the mainstream media start to notice your activities? Mm. Do they care? What activities do you mean? Like creating Media Hub, those independent media growing. Actually, the journalists, uh, they ignored this, uh, this launch because they don't care. Only our colleagues from Telekritika, which is the professional media about journalism in Ukraine, they came and they made a couple of uh, uh, stories about us and that's all. But nobody else um, is interested in such a business in Ukraine for free. They don't want to write about it for free. When does the journalism school will be opened? Do you have any oh, date? Oh, next door. We have uh, another uh, small room over there and we it's enough to have 20 participants. <laughs> okay, great. And those will be like people only working in the Ukrainska Pravda or some others as well? Our colleagues are planning to invite different speakers mm -hmm. and to make open competition to get the participants. Great. Okay, before we finish, I just wanted to ask you, um, I mean, I personally very envy you the space and this push for independent media because we do not see it yet in Poland. We see a lot of very active bloggers, but in different kinds of topics than, let's say, public interest. How are the bloggers perceived here? Are they active in the public debate? Did, was it different? I mean, yeah, probably it was, but was it different before the revolution? Did new people join the blogosphere? How did it change here? The specific of Ukrainian blogosphere is that it's not like a blogger who's talented blogger became famous because of the blog. But famous people, they uh, launch their blogs mm -hmm. to spread the information. Because, look, the <laughs> five minutes ago, mm -hmm. before, traditional media are closed for them. Okay. So different experts in uh, political science or in economy, they became bloggers just to give the independent information to readers. And also, we have not so many platforms for blogs which are serious one or expert one. 
Українська правда, our partners, is the main platform for bloggers, one of the main. And also we have like... Like politically active bloggers? Politically active bloggers in, from cultural spheres, uh, different people. But they are all selected by the editor of Українська правда because she gives them right on the page of Ukrainska Pravda. This is a respectful source of information. What about independent people, like engaged citizens or just anything? I think they are all in Ukrainski, uh, in Ukrainian Facebook. Okay. Because uh, the audience of Facebook in Ukraine is very, very good. This is the middle class, this is active people, students who get education abroad, and so on and so forth, journalists, politicians, it's interesting to read. And talking about me, for example, the only media I uh, read every day is my Facebook page, because my friends are all the main actors of civil and political life in Ukraine, and I get news from my Facebook even earlier than from online media. Yeah, I was just wanted to ask you, where does the public debate happen for you? But you answered this question already for me. Where do you see it all going? I mean, do you think that the media will will somehow not be um, longer owned by oligarchs or the new media born right now will take their place? I'm an optimist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a very good answer. I have to learn from you. That's a very powerful answer, to be honest. Yes, I'm motivated by it. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Working for 20 hours a day. (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. It's actually... Well, it's 8.30 p.m. here, just so you get a perspective. And probably you will add a couple hours to, <laughs> you know, I, I know that, you know, recording this podcast uh, stole some from your time. Um, no, it's absolutely okay. Um. So we are sitting here in this, what is it, 300 meters? Uh, 250. And there is two tables and there is a photo, there is a lot of, there's, as you said, there's one exhibition currently happening. There are lights uh, which will soon light the stage. There was a big party three weeks ago and there is a lot of hopes that this place <laughs> will be a birthplace to many. Let's call the, it plans, not hopes. <laughs> there were hopes, right now there are plans, yes. that this place will, will be a birthplace to many great civic media initiatives. Yes. Well, then, uh, I hope that we will be able to record the podcast in a year or two and we'll discuss them. And for now, I just wish you all the best of luck. And if you ever do a session on podcasting, I'll be happy to participate. Thank you and welcome to Media Hub. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. This was the third episode of the Spotlight Podcast, where we discuss issues connected to society and technology. I can't believe, to be honest, that we're already here, because if we include episode zero, that makes for amazing pieces you can listen to. So wherever you subscribe to Spotlight, or if you listen to this on the blog, just go ahead and fire up previous ones. As always, please leave a comment, reach out either on Facebook, via email, or wherever you can find me. I am adding all the links to the blog post associated to it. You'll also find there all the links to the places and things we have discussed during this podcast, to Ina's profile, to Ina's organization, also the direct address to Media Hub, to the calendar they're publishing with the events. So whatever you want to know about Media Hub, 
more, it's waiting for you in the blog post. I am actually heading out from Kiev. I'm coming back to Poland, and after a couple of days, I'm going to I'm going to London, where I will record another episode. Uh, you're listening to this one on Saturday morning, and the next one will be published in a week again Saturday morning. And it seems that for a while, I'm going to stick to this day as it seems that it's just a proper day to where people have more time where we have more time and you can easily listen to it and so on i think that um well if you don't think that saturday morning is a good time to run it then just again let me know but from the feedback we have already gathered it seems that this might be the right time for publishing it and yeah i think that's it for this episode it was again pleasure doing this for you listen to whatever, listen to me next week. And uh, yeah, cheers. <laughs>